0: this is the frontier podcast powered by gun.io the engineer's choice for engineering talent if you like what you hear rate review and subscribe and follow us on twitter at the frontier pod with over 50 years of existence email is one of those things we just take for granted but it is by no means soft there's an ongoing conflict between security control and user experience Who hasn't struggled to organize all the information scattered through emails ahead of an important call? Alexis Panagidis is the CEO of MX Hero, which specializes in improving the email experience for businesses and end users through easier access, better control, and enhanced safety. Alexis shares his vast experience around email from his beginnings in Brazil to his ongoing challenges as an innovator in the space. He and Ledge also talk about the benefits of remote teams, and Alexis shares his favorite tools and tips for working with distributed teams, and his thoughts on why right now is the best time to become an entrepreneur.
1: Alex, great to have you here. Ledge, great to great to be on. Um, love love the stuff that you guys are doing. Thank you so much. Uh, could you give you know a two or three minute uh, background story? You know yourself, your work, and and uh, what you're doing, just so the audience can get to know you a little. Sure, sure. So um, uh, MX Hero is really it's a it's a
2: company that. Um, that started that we founded in 2011. uh, And it comes uh, from a prior company uh, that we started. um, I I was actually with the World Bank in the very early uh, 90s, uh, was sent to Brazil. Um, Brazil, the the Brazilian internet uh, went online uh, when I was there around 94. Uh, I saw the opportunity, the entrepreneurial opportunity. uh, So jump ship from from the World Bank and started uh, a, a technology company uh, in Brazil, and it uh, quickly focused on email because that was kind of really what was needed in early days of of any internet. Um, and we just we grew up from there, and over time, uh, you know, we survived through the dot com uh, uh, bust, and, and 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 I got uh, a lot of really great uh, resources on my team, um, and we knew that. You know, as emails is progressing, um, it was a great technology. Uh, you know, it's heavily used. Every company uses it, but there's, uh, you know, still major issues. And we could have gone two directions. We were kind of looking at the, you know, what's, what's, what can we really do at a global scale and not really just confined to the Brazilian uh, uh, market? Um, think about email, you can either do a, we can design something new to replace it, or we can make it better. Right and uh, and so certainly there's a lot of companies since then that have gone the route of let's try to do something new like Slack and uh, you know Facebook Workplace um, kind of trying to re envision um, our strategy was you know we can can we can we interconnect uh, other technologies and enhance email in other words um, use instead of throwing the baby out with the bathwater use what, what email does well um, but enhance it with best of breed technologies um, and. Uh, we started a new company around that, and uh, we wanted to go through uh, the U.S. We wanted this to be kind of a, a more global in, uh, ambition, um, and we got funded uh, in 2012. And uh, the team, you know, to kind of uh, took the best uh, from my prior company in Brazil, which actually does very well. It's one of the leading uh, email technology companies in Brazil. Um, but then that was the genesis of MX Zero, which was really what what technologies can we connect to. Uh, to email. One of those technologies in the early period, right? So we were attaching all of these different uh, uh, types of uh, capabilities. Uh, and one of those that we we, we connected was box storage. Uh, we said, you know, what would happen if you take, uh, you know, cloud storage? This was a really kind of a new category at the time, I think 2013 or so, uh, we made that integration. Um, and it became very obvious, right? Um, yeah, I, I kind of liken it to, how it must have been for Steve Jobs or or, or Bill Gates to go into uh, Xerox Park and, and look at the the graphic UI. and just know that that was the future. So we looked at this and we said that's all, that's clearly the future uh, of of email. Um, you know, making this connection, it eliminated file sizes. It, it solved problems of security. It solved problems of, of productivity. Uh, and then we you know we were we were early, so we certainly suffered. You know, uh, as we were building out, this was people companies were just adopting cloud storage and even the whole cloud storage market you would say you know you you couldn't predict that uh, what it would become today um so it was kind of a bet um but it turned out to be the right bet uh and uh the times caught up with us and really what we're seeing are some really kind of tectonic shifts um in and where data is going and how uh, organizations are are um are dealing with that data, and really, it boils down to there is so much data right now that's just coming off of everything—not just email. It's coming off of devices. It's coming off as you, as we know. Um, but particularly in the in the in the case of uh, of email, you'll have you know problems around security, around governance, around productivity, this cost. Email, you know, was was developed in you know the early '70s in a very different era. Uh, you know, far. Far more naive or or, or innocent, um, and and you know today it's become very different. And nobody suspected that you know state uh, actors would be you know going after uh, your company's uh, email. Uh, that just wasn't thought of. And, and I'm sure at some point back in the day, they probably were putting together email and they're saying, let's add attachments, um, and let's just you know limit it at a crazy size of attachment, something unimaginable, ten megabytes. Oh, that's that's crazy. Nobody will never get there. And then suddenly, you know, nowadays you pop off a photo. And it's 14 megabytes, and, and now you're stuck. Um, but those things can be, um, you know, with some engineering, uh, we connected those two. So the idea was taking uh, what is good about email, the ubiquity and, 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 and the familiarity, uh, and then tying that together with um, what is, you know, the good of, of, of this new modern technology, right, for, for data handling. Um, and that solves some tactical issues uh, for email. But there's also a much larger picture. Uh, that that also saw it for email uh, uh, or data in general, right? Um, it's um, So, uh, you know, getting all that content uh, into a single uh, location, a secure silo, uh, companies can now much better really apply um, AI, machine learning, natural language processing on all of their data, not only their documents, but also the communication, which is so critical. Um, so that was really, uh, I know you asked for two, three minutes, so <laughs> I apologize there, but uh, but that was kind of how uh, the journey started, started just kind of humbly with, 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 you know, email and just, uh, you know, you have email type uh, uh, service to uh, what is really being uh, becoming a um, kind of a, the new way in which data is being stored uh, the way it's going to be um, uh, analyzed. Uh, and then eventually, you know, if you take data information uh, to, to knowledge um, you know, it's, uh, you know, what what can, you know, how can we more efficiently uh, operate as an organization um, once we have, you know, the, the, all of the content in one place?
1: Uh, and then you have all the other benefits around security and governance. Um, so and one thing that must come up all the time is, this. so wait a second, you're going to search everybody's email, you know, and it's like, like the way Gmail runs ads against me, you know, for corporate knowledge. And I'm sure you, you deal with having to go, okay, you know, here's, Here's what the machines can and can't do, and you know, here's how we protect against. You know, if well, if you're if you're bitching about your boss, you know, on your on your company account, you know that that's not going into the corporate knowledge store. Yeah, that's um, first of all, you know, a safety note:
2: you shouldn't be bitching about your boss on the company's uh, email. Uh, so, um, yes, in a way, it is taking it at least here in the U S and, and not all Argentina I know has different uh, legislation in the U S the company is the owner of the email system If they're providing it to you. Um, that is company property. Uh, so, you know, take care of what you, you should always take care of what you write on email as we know. I mean, just regardless, even your personal emails, if you're not, uh, my, my general rule is if you're not comfortable with whatever you're writing on the front of the New York times, then you shouldn't be writing. You should just pick up the phone and, and make a phone call. Um, so, uh, y- the idea is really, um, How can we make it easier, right, Um, and not uh, more invasive? The idea is, um, you know, I think we all know the struggles of trying to find something in email or the struggles of trying to look for something that actually not in your email, perhaps it's in your colleague's email who's on vacation Um, or having to observe securities, right? Um, If you're in healthcare, you need to use a secure portal to send that email. Why can't you just send it, right? Um, and then you know the file size, all of those those kind of uh, limitations that email. Uh, and to be fair, to email email is never designed for any of this, right? Um, it's just all the things that we're trying to jerry rig uh, email into. Um, you know, can we make it a seamless process? Um, so interesting, just a little some of these statistics. Um, the, the security issue of uh, of email, uh, PGP, S MIME, those exist, right? These are technologies that exist. They solve the security problem. The reality is, if end users do not adopt. There is no such thing as security, so it really is ultimately a user adoption issue. So, it, you know, if we're going to layer in security, it has to be completely transparent. Uh, there was an interesting um, study by Forrester um, a couple of months ago where it had 41 percent of workers admitted to deliberately bypassing security policy. Fifty-seven of, uh, percent of those employees stated that was because it was the most efficient way to get things done. You know, so they're really just trying to. We're trying to get through all of the, the you know, these, uh, uh, all of the hoops, uh, just to get, you
1: know, you get right. Stuff done. Right, yeah, I think so. people get this, you know, idea that it's like corporate espionage. No, it's, it's not just like no. It's, it's like opening like this encrypted stupid thing from the Cisco router or whatever came to my email and going to this site and more passwords and two yeah, yeah. factor authentication. And then it's you know, it's just a basic email. Like, it's just not going to happen. Right. I mean, you know, you uh, get in uh, the way of of people's, you know, workflow and and they're they're going to bypass it in the same way. It's not a security issue. It's it's a process issue. People want to find the you know, it's 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 like finding the shortest path between two dots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like, how do you
2: become so, you know, to the CISO's point. Right. um, He's got to lock it down there. The threats are becoming more and more. Um, I was talking to the other day a company that had a phishing attack and their servers were completely tied up. Um, but at the same time, how do you not break the company's productivity? And especially in a world where you know the, you have to be more and more agile, um, you know, so it, it, it is a tough nut to crack. Um, but you know, there are ways that this can be uh, uh, put together. Um, so yeah, absolutely, it's that um, uh, it's that challenge between finding that fine line between uh, really uh, facilitating. Um, but at the same time, securing, right? And again, it has to be, it's like we say, um, you know, seatbelt is a great device, uh, security device, if you use it, right? It's, if you're not using it, you know, all bets are off. So um, so yeah, that's been um, uh, uh, really interesting. And, and, and it was interesting arriving at that intersection and seeing what happens when I, I think a lot of innovation a, a, a occurs at the edges, right at the, at the overlaps of different technologies. Uh, and that certainly was our case. When we mixed email with cloud storage, that's where uh, we saw a number of things that we had never anticipated originally. Uh, we, had ne- we, we, we thought this would be great for file sizes. We, we had no idea the implications on governance and security. One, one big trend that's occurring right now, by the way, is um, companies are putting... Uh, very short retention policies on email. So we have companies down to three months. They're deleting emails after three months. And you might ask, well, why would you be deleting three, uh, emails after three months? It's, uh, there's a lot of reasons. You could talk about storage, but the reality, the real reason is the liability. Having a, a that pile of email there and you have an opposition legal team asking for you know, uh, your email record with that much email, they will find something. You know, Some comment, some can be interpreted in, in, in one way or the other. So, companies are looking to eliminate that possibility just by saying, hey, we have a retention policy. Those emails are gone. The challenge is, though, how do you throw out emails without throwing out the, the ones that are, that, one, you have to have, right, uh, for, for regulation, but also the ones that might be important. This is, you know, key communication between me and my supplier or whatever. Um, the solution that we've been uh, delivering to the market is the ability to go in and cherry pick those emails and move them, you know, into... Into your box uh, cloud storage, or your Ignite, or your OneDrive, and then let the you know the, the deletion process continue. Um, so that is um, you know so that that's where the, the governance uh, uh, aspect of it is. But uh, where things are really kind of getting interesting, and we're, and we're working with, um, and you can see how this is going to benefit everybody uh, at least in the workplace, is is once this content is into like a platform like Box. So Box has launched um, uh, Box Skills, which is their AI. Uh, play uh, on data. Um, we're looking at a a near future. Well, you're well. You're going to be able to s- surface content in your in your you know from your email. Like show me the uh, attachment of uh, the image of a man playing uh, tennis in New Balance shoes, or show me the email where Paul disagreed with me about the latest project requirements. Um, that's going to become a reality. It's not a reality today because. Not that the technologies don't exist. It's that data, uh, the email data sticking in, you know, sitting in an email server that has, you know, there's completely opaque. There's no access. There's, you
1: know, there's no way to access that data. Right. Uh, There's so many solutions. Like, you know, I'm thinking right off the top of my head, you know, like how many millions of dollars of productivity and software do we invest as companies into CRMs, which are really just manual email and phone call sorting machines. You know, I mean, if, if you had all that stuff in one place, y- you could quickly discern with with commercially available AI now, you know, like at what stage a deal is in with a particular person and who's working on it. You don't have no, to manually tag that. You know, we're, I, we're I, using I, our, our hard-won sales resources as, uh, you know, sort of metadata taggers. And, uh, you know, in fact... That's all possible if, in fact, it was all in, in a place that, that you could. Exactly. exactly. So you put your face. So, so it's not
2: that you don't look to your point. It's not that the technology doesn't exist. It's just that where do I aim this technology? Right. Where is that? So well, I, 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 that's why um, several years ago and, and you know, Smart and, uh, and the other players are doing as well. Box moved itself on to, uh, to becoming a platform. Right. Because they realize the value is not in, you know, file sharing but is actually being this platform from which you have an ecosystem and then you make your APIs available and then a whole ecosystem can bear can bring value because now you have all that data in a a location where you can bring in you know a myriad of different technologies and they can all work that data in many different ways right whether it be for AI whether it be for you know statistics or, or whatever um you know, if you don't have access to the data, then then it is, and that's essentially what email is. Legacy emails today—it's it's
1: it's it's data that you have no access to, which just becomes, you know, junk. Um, so yeah. let me ask you this: I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for probably ninety-nine point nine percent of people when you think email is client side. I mean, you know, it's just like the email client is your interface to this universe, and and a lot of what you're you're talking about is, you know, sort of beyond the client, right? In, in the other, in the next sort of layer upon layer of um, security and, and processing, you know, all these things, what is the user experience who, you know, the user who doesn't care, right? Like the, the consumer of email, you know, uh, how does this get back to the, the client side UX?
2: Yeah, that's a good point. Most of what we do is server side because we're responding mostly to the CIO, uh, to the CISO, that type of thing. Um, our approach was: uh, if you're going to mess with the client side, uh, be very careful because old habits die hard. People don't like to see changes. In fact, um, the the the, the uh, I should say the, the, the history of email client startups is littered with with, uh, with Deadpool, uh, uh, just dead companies. It's just, it's extremely hard to deploy a client uh, where somebody buys their iPhone, they buy their Android, it has the, the built-in email client. There's, you know, a, a micro population that's actually going to use your email client. Um, so you have to bend, if we're going to influence the, the, um, the end user experience. So how, for example, how do we influence? So if you, if I send you an email with an attachment, um, one of the capabilities that that we have is that attachment automatically gets uploaded uh, into my cloud storage account, into the appropriate folder, maybe a folder, your folder in my account, uh, and then a link gets dropped into this place and it gets delivered to you, right? So one is for me, there was no change. I'm using emails always. Now, what about for you? I can't break your experience, right? Uh, you might be my vital client. Um, we make sure that as we swap out those attachments and put in links, we actually insert a little attachments.pdf, which just relists the links that we just put into the email. The reason we do that is to maintain that paperclip. Uh, it's just, yeah, you know, it's amazing how when we started off not having that paperclip was completely disorienting. In other words, you can just uh, tra- be transformative but not disruptive, uh, and and that's especially true. Uh, in a legacy technology, right? If you're going to, we can deploy a lot of new stuff and you can decide what that looks like or, or what the look and feel is. But if you're talking about email, that's a really deeply entrenched um, uh, technology. Uh, it's probably the oldest one out there that, you know, in, in mass use, um, you really got to keep it the same um, and compatible with every email client out there, right, at the same time. What right. we've done though, in that experience, is we've already changed things. Um, suddenly those links are trackable. I'll know when you hit those links. Um, I could have sent a 50 megabyte file, right? But now you know it's been transparently turned into a you know 15k link. Um so there's a number of benefits again that that um that's the other thing is if you're gonna change something, change it for the better. Otherwise you're gonna have pushback, right? Um and for companies, and this leads to kind of an interesting story, if you think about the the number one threat factor, right, being email, particularly phishing, um, is One of the risks of uh, of email, it's just because it's so uh, accessible and we we deal with it, you know, without any, with with too much criteria, um, is an infected attachment, essentially a Trojan horse coming in and you click on that, like the doc file or image, um, and you are executing that or opening it up locally on your machine. That's a great position to be if you're the hacker, right? You're on the inside and you're getting opened up on the inside on the device. Um, Is there a way we can, Mitigate that well, just in the same uh, model that I explained to you is the sending of uh, of an email and having a view only first. You know, so look at it through the cloud storage viewer. So, kind of as a as a as a cautionary tale. uh, There's a a lady that I know uh, who uh, suspected her husband uh, was cheating on her, Um, and uh, she found out through the newspaper. Um, the, the services of a hacker, a guy who would produce a an, a an image file, essentially that wasn't an image file, send it to your husband, you know, and have him click on. It. So she did, and and he and he said, "Oh, it didn't work." Of course, in doing that, he installed a keylogger. Um, sure enough, she got his password, and sure enough, discovered uh, that uh, that this gentleman was was cheating on her. I, I I tell that story because that gentleman, actually, that woman is my today's wife. And that gentleman is her ex-husband. So I was the beneficiary of that story. So, um, so that's just, that illustrates
1: how, so yes, I do sleep with one eye open. <laughs> careful with, with a good my, thing she wasn't with, using MX Hero.
2: <laughs> that's right, Brazilian wife. Uh, so careful when you, when you go to Brazil. But, um, but no, I'm, uh, uh, it, it's, it, I was, again, the, the, the beneficiary of that. But to show not only how... An attack can, uh, uh, can be played out, but also how accessible it is, right? This is, this is, you know, my wife's not a technical person. It's accessible. These are, these are easy things to do. Um, it's not complex, but you know, and, and one of the points for, for security officers is the hacker only has to be successful once. The, on the other side, the defensive side, you have to be successful every single time. Right. So it's really an asymmetric warfare. Um, and how can we do that with with email? And one way, really, the best way to secure email is just to get content out of email. And if you can do it in a way that's that, that's that's not disruptive to the email process. Um, it's it's been, um, uh, you know, there's just despite the technologies that, that are out there. Email is it has been, you know, it's in our weekly news cycle. There's a breach, email breach of some type all the time. Um, so uh, we have to have a different a different model um and and one of the interesting things that we're seeing is that um if we fast forward where is email going right uh first of all email's still big still large but where we feel that things are going and this might be surprising to some people um is that if you think about if you draw the line right trace trace go through the dots um the the category of of modern uh, cloud storage uh, is really, uh, their their purpose is for the sharing and collaboration of of, of content, right? That's their purpose built for that. Um, that is the same manifest as email. It's for the sharing and collaboration uh, of content as well. So, you know, Cloud Storage is pr- providing the same service, uh, the same benefits, the same objectives, um, but, uh, you know, just doesn't, doesn't have the ubiquity, really, uh, of, uh, it doesn't have that open protocol. I think, again, one of the there was an article in the wall street journal uh, uh this week um saying that email is back essentially uh and 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 it's the realization that email is an open standard technology right it's not a facebook it's not uh, it's not a google it's not somebody who's looking at all your data you can stand up your own server and communicate with somebody anybody in the world uh, over you know smtp um so you don't have there's no ceo of email and that makes it you know, um, it's like international waters because there is no owner, no control. You, we can conduct trade and we can securely communicate, um, you know, over that that path. But what we see is um, eventually a, a, a merging of these two technologies. Um, and we're at some point a seamless experience um, with communication and file sharing. Um, it, it, how this is going to be done, we're not sure. It could be, you know, it, um, Extending uh, cloud storage uh, to SMTP, right, uh, to, to the open protocols that exist, it would have to be something uh, on that lines. But um, but we we feel that at some point the email client that we have today with this chronological, you know, listing and all that is it's it's, it's going to become more. I'm I'm communicating with you. There's a location that everything that I have relevant to you, including my communications and files that I've shared, uh, is going to be you know part of that that UI experience. And then when I want to you know see where where you and I and somebody else have communicated um, you know that 's going to be uh, in other words the the line that divides um, the communication and the content the files et etc that 's going to dissolve um, and you 'll have it all in in one um, kind of one th- through one uh, interface
1: um, so it 's two thousand and nineteen i I have to ask you know you 're describing the emergence of uh, combined and or different new protocols it immediately comes to mind, you know, distributed ledger sits somewhere in there. Are you guys thinking about Oh that? yeah, sure, 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 sure. So, uh, you know, at the same time we're talking, I'm thinking of my next startup. <laughs> um,
2: the, uh, yes, that would be, uh, you know, leveraging, um, uh, the blockchain, uh, is I think a key part of, uh, all of this. Um, it's uh, it's inter- it's hard to know exactly, you know, what it will look like. But we know that, um, uh, you know, that that things are becoming uh, things will start morp- morphing uh, uh, together, and um, it's just we see it right now. In fact, that's that's what we're essentially doing. MX0 is morphing email with cloud content storage uh, and getting traction uh, on that theme. It's just how far does that go, and what does it look like? It's hard to it's hard to, to know that right now. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, well, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, email is not going anywhere soon, but it, it it may be look different.
1: Right. Uh, if we have this conversation, you know, five, 10 years from now. Um, so. I had the CEO of Resilio on, or you may be familiar with, um, that's, that's the BitTorrent sync, you know, sort of, evolution, okay. yeah. right. And, right. um, they're, they're talking about, similar things there that, I mean, really what, you know, sort of a distributed um, cloud storage, right? And and in fact, that that communication vector is, is very obvious there. Of course, I hope that we take the, the, the quantum communication leap so that we can just, you know, tie up our qubits and, and call it a day. That, 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 that would be, that would be too cool. Yeah. Um, and let me ask you, you know, obviously you've been in and around and run uh, technology and, and engineering organizations, you know, to going back to the, the dawn of internet time, we're deeply embedded in the the space of, you know, trying to figure out the very best ways to um, the heuristics of evaluating engineers and finding, you know, the very best talent. Um, so you've had to do that over and over again. You talked about bringing some of my old team along, you know, things, things of that nature. Um, yeah. What are those heuristics? How do you know when you've got your A plus uh, technical talent, you know, and, and tell them the difference between them and everybody else.
2: Yeah, we do a lot through um, kind of the network right um, now that where that network leads to, it's quite a distributed experience. Uh, You know, there's uh, the the truth that, you know, the best developers are in your zip code. Um, That's not true. Um, Especially the zip code where we are, not only, you know, it's just, um, it's a very tight labor market, very expensive. And there are so much high quality talent elsewhere. Uh, A lot of our team is in Brazil, Argentina, Spain, Um, you know, access to information and to, you know, to developer knowledge, right? It's all accessible online. You can have, brilliant developers um, anywhere. And um, so uh, I think the trick is how do you work effectively as a team? Uh, I think that's become uh, really uh, far easier today uh, than ever. Uh, it's just the the, the number of uh, video sharing uh, communication platforms. At any minute, I can talk to one or the whole team uh, from anywhere. I can, you know, from my phone. Uh, that accessibility is important. I think you do have to every now and then uh, bring the team together, um, you know, meet face to face, you know. But um, but the ability to work as a distributed team effectively um, is is very real, and I and and companies that do adopt that, I think, have a competitive advantage that, that can manage that, that distribution. Um, you know, people will also uh, work for less if they can work from home. Um, you know, and they're going to be happier and quite frankly, they're going to spend more time working because they don't have to deal with the commute and everything else. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's benefited us, uh, for
1: sure. Um, mm-hmm. that's excellent. Um, uh, tips and tricks for, you know, distributed work, um, tools that, that you guys use, um, and, and maybe even techniques too, you know, cause it is how you use, um, the tools. Um, you know, obviously, there's email, and, and yet and I think a lot of us in the distributed workforce would kind of say, hey, you know, there's um, there's a lot of things, right? There's, there's Slacks and um, Jira or, you know, Google Docs, right? Like whatever they would have been successful, uh, you know, for you guys for remote and, and potentially async communication because you are dealing across, you know, a sure. distributed time zone environment.
2: So, uh, for async communication, we do default a little bit to email uh, for synchronous. Um, we use um, uh, you know like Zoom, uh, uh, go to meeting we were using for a while. We've moved to Zoom. Um, you know, we use WhatsApp or, or Hangouts uh, for those you know quick chats. Um, yeah. That said, it's important that um, you know that that there has to be a certain cohesion in the group as well i think um uh, that's important obviously in any environment whether everybody's together or not obviously yeah, you know personalities team cohesion are, are important um but yeah for for tools it's it's I, I would say it's the usual suspects it's um you know that which works best um yeah, the video is a good component uh, as well um and um it really is impressive how just on your phone uh, you know you can have access to everybody at any time um, you know, obviously we use email also, uh, to be more formal, right. To have a record. Uh, and certainly when dealing with customers, um, you know, having that, that CC and that, that paper trail, um, is part of that. Uh, Slack and, and those solutions we do use workplace for, uh, by Facebook, uh, that's for an internal kind of, uh, communication. Of course, um, those are great solutions while you're, you're internal to the degree that you need to interact with somebody outside. You're going to have to, you know, go to the lowest kind of denominator being email or, or a chat, uh, you know, tool uh, or a a video chat tool. Um, But yeah, it's, um, it's never been easier. It really, it really has never been easier to, um, uh, to work as a group effectively uh, remotely. The development team, of course, uses uh, Atlassian's tools, right? So uh, all that uh, scrum boards, everything, our ticketing system. Um, It it really is amazing. Um, You know, I'm from the days where, you know, you wanted to um, set up a, a service you went you hauled your server down to the data center and you you know strapped that thing in and now at a w s and everything it's just it's it's amazing how much ability um is, you know a very small group of people uh can deploy right uh, not only in how they interact communicate manage um but also uh provide their services right um it's just you know everything you know the whole Ah, uh, serverless, servers, uh, serverless—you um, know—opportunities, uh, capabilities, et cetera. Uh, and you know, the minute we need more power, you just—you know—add a few more vCPUs, uh, and you're off to the races. So, um, yeah, it's—I think it's a great time to be an entrepreneur. Um, it's um, you can provide services and compete with you know large companies, um, and maybe the competitive advantage is really yours. You are just so much smaller and so much more agile um, than the big companies, and and, um, and and there is no, you don't have the infrastructure uh, uh, restraints that we used to have, right? Uh, you have,
1: so um, it's interesting times. I think it's a, it's a great time for for entrepreneurship. Well, Alex, man, thanks for uh, thanks for the insights. Thanks for joining us today. All right, it's been a pleasure, Ledge.
0: Thanks for listening to the Frontier Podcast, produced by Gun.io.
1: If you want to learn more about how to hire or freelance with us, head over to gun.io and get in touch. Let us know you heard the podcast and we'll pay for your first 10 hours with a kick-ass engineer.